This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening and welcome to the No Name Ever podcast. Uh, this is the preview show, uh, looking ahead to a massive game away at Sellers Park. Will Palace get the new manager bounce or will Burnley finally start marching towards 19th place? This is the No Name Ever podcast. No Name Ever podcast! Now, um, as usual, um, we've got the main man, Statman Dave here. But um, as you probably realised, Natalie isn't with us. Um, she's away in London, so she's actually doing some scouting down before the Palace game. Um, so it's uh, it's Adam here hosting this week. Um, how are you feeling, Dave? Um, after after the other, um, well, I think that's the first time I've come away really, really dejected from a game because it was just quite negative from start to finish, weren't it? To be honest. Yeah, it can't get any worse, can it? Can it? I hope not. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, disappointing. I mean, we've had disappointing results this season and you can kind of take that to some extent. But to have a, such a disappointing performance and then the, the result, I mean, it's not that often we ship five goals at all, never mind at, uh, at Turf Moor. Um, I mean, I, I posted a, a stat out saying the last time we'd lost by five clear goals in the match at Turf Moor was uh, Manchester City, 6-1 in uh, April 2010. And on that day, uh, Vincent Company and Craig Bellamy were on the score sheet for Manchester City. So, yeah, it doesn't happen that often and we need to make sure that uh, hopefully it doesn't happen again. Yeah, we don't want it happening two times in a row like it did back in 98-99 uh, as well. That, uh, obviously, nearly 25 years ago now, the Gillingham and uh, Man City game. Yeah. But that, mm. that still haunts me from my childhood. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's enough. And I think the guys on the analysis show um, gave a really good balance for you of um, of it the other, the other week. But it really does feel uh, during the week. But it really does feel like uh, last chance saloon at um, at Palace this week. And then in the next few games, I know we've said it a few times this season, but it, it looks like a few games that we should be able to at least compete in, um, despite the flat performance last week. So. Let's look ahead to that game, Dave. What for, what have you got for us first? The um, the um, match well, results summary. Yeah, we're looking back at uh, previous match results and specifically our away league matches. Uh, twenty three 
previous away league matches against Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park have provided us with almost as many Burnley wins as defeats. Uh, if we could somehow remember how to win a match uh, again this weekend, it would leave us with a very satisfying and symmetrical eight wins, eight draws and eight defeats. As it is, uh, there have been seven previous Burnley away wins so far at Palace in the league, and goals have not exactly flowed, uh, with four previous uh, matches amongst those uh, 23 ending goalless. Uh, the tally stands in terms of goals, uh, 20 scored and 26 conceded. Uh, we managed two victories in the first division uh, in the early 1970s, uh, two in the championship in the early 2000s, with the three uh, remaining wins being in recent seasons in the Premier League. In fact, our seven previous away trips to Sellers Park in the Premier League have resulted in just two defeats and two draws, as well as the three victories, uh, one of which we will revisit in our next feature. Right. Um, yeah, I think we've, yeah, we've done all right there, haven't we? And even, um, even the season where um, we were notoriously bad away from home, we, uh, we managed to get a win there. Is that one we've that come, you're going to come on, on to? to then, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, I won't, I won't do any spoilers then. So uh, next up, is it uh, the one to remember and one to forget? Uh, yeah, we're going to focus on a couple of yeah. past matches, uh, which are memorable for very contrasting reasons in our One to Remember and One to Forget feature. Um, and is, as is usually the case, uh, we're going to start with the One to Forget, try and get that out of the way first. Um, our heaviest defeat in a league match at Sellers Park, or in any match there, uh, in fact, was a 5-0 reverse in the last match of the 2007-2008 season uh, against an Eagle side managed by Neil Warnock. Uh, Burnley's Clark Carlisle was sent off and conceded a penalty after just seven minutes, and he was downhill from then on. Goals from Ben Watson, Victor Moses and Tom Soares give the home side a 3-0 lead at the interval, and they added to that with further goals from Scott Sinclair and Clinton Morrison in the second half. Uh, 883 Clarets fans were present to see the debacle, and the headline in Chris Bowden's match report rather aptly was Claret's not glad all over, referencing the title of the Palace Club anthem. Who would have thought after this heavy loss and another diabolical 4-1 defeat at Sheffield Wednesday in the opening league match of the following season that Owen Coyle would go on to guide the Clarets to the promised land of the Premier League with the 1-0 win over Sheffield United in the playoff final at Wembley in May 2009. So next up, we've got match two. So we've got one to remember now. Uh, for once, we're spoiled for choice in our one to remember, with three away wins in Premier League uh, Premier League away matches. Uh, two of those three were played behind closed doors, though. Uh, we had a 1-0 win in July 2020. That was thanks to uh, Ben Mee header, remember them, uh, as well as an emphatic 3-0 victory in February 2021 with a, a marvellous solo goal from uh, Matt Lowton, if you uh, recall. Uh, but we're going to focus on a match from late April 2017. Uh, we were winless in 17 previous away matches in the league that season, picking up just four draws and suffering 13 defeats on our travels. But thankfully, that was when we could win, at least rely on winning some matches at home. Uh, the Sky cameras were at Sellers Park for a Saturday tea time kickoff, with Sean Deitch's side desperate for a win to try and pull away from the bottom three. We took an early lead in just the seventh minute, after Stephen Ward's cross seemed to get tangled in Ashley Barnes's legs before he recovered and forced a shot past Wayne Hennessy, future Claret, in the Palace goal. 
It remained tense and the score stayed that way until five minutes from the end. George Boyd intercepted a pass and played a through ball for substitute Andre Gray, who advanced and finished with a powerful low shot to double our lead, and there was no way back to the home side after that. It's always a pleasure to get the better of a Sam Allardyce side, and the three points that day were the impetus we needed to ensure survival with a 16th place finish, despite only picking up one more point from the remaining three matches of that season. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, I think uh, there were a few seasons like that where we secured survival and then uh, then tailed off, but um, snap your hand off for that this year, to be honest. Um, Definitely. <laughs> next up is the opposition view. Uh, we like to get our opposition fans on. And um, this week, it's Lee Holmes from FYP Fanzine. Take it away, Lee. Hi, guys. This is Lee from Palace Podcast Five Year Plan to give some thoughts from our side ahead of the game on Saturday. Obviously, it's been quite a dramatic week or two for us with Roy Hodgson getting the sack and our new manager, Oliver Glasner, coming in. I think for most of us, there's just a bit of a disappointment that it's ended this way with Roy. The reality is we didn't do enough business in the summer. We lost our greatest ever player in Wilfred Zaha. We knew Michael Lise would be injured for the first few months of the season. You know, we'd lost really experienced squad players like James MacArthur and Luka Milivojevic and just didn't replace them. So I think Roy was dealt a very difficult hand with the squad he was given. The way things went, it almost got to the point where he had to go. You know, games like losing at home to Bournemouth in December is probably one of the most toxic atmospheres I've felt at Palace for, for years. Roy had made a few comments that didn't go down well with the fan base and I think it, it got very tense. You know, we haven't actually been in the relegation zone at any point point this season but I think everyone is very aware that there tends to be one team a season you know for example you guys a couple of years ago where before the season starts no one's saying they expect that team to get relegated but they kind of almost sleepwalk to relegation and it felt like that quite a few points this season as I said you can't blame Roy for the squad he's he had but it almost felt like he'd written off any game where Eze or Elise weren't playing and felt like he made it very aware to the rest of the squad that he didn't really expect us to win games if those two weren't playing or at least one of them wasn't playing the strange thing is I think things got to their worst away at Brighton but when we played Chelsea a week or two ago you know I think everyone had kind of decided that well if Roy is staying on then we just need to get behind him and behind the players but I think the the decision had pro- probably already been made and it was just a case of getting Glasner over the line so yeah a sad end to Roy's time at the club I think there's definitely a feeling of, of positivity with the new manager Oliver Glasner you know it's obviously a risk bringing someone in with no experience in the Premier League and essentially sacking a manager that in previous seasons we've literally brought in for the specific reason of saving us from relegation. So there's obviously a level of risk, but I think Palace fans just wanted something to be hopeful and positive about. The one thing is there's there'll be a good atmosphere at Selhurst Park on, on Saturday, which hasn't necessarily been the case as much as previous seasons. It's probably going to be very similar to the game earlier in the season at Turf Moor, where probably going to come down 
down to which team makes a mistake first if there is a goal I mean probably a high chance of a nil-nil draw but um, if there is a goal it's probably going to come down to a mistake rather than anything else with Eze and Elise we're a comfortable mid-table Premier League team without them we're you know a relegation candidate and unfortunately Elise is definitely out Eze seemed like he was potentially coming back but that's now sounding less likely I think our team will probably be very similar to the one at Everton the other day so Johnston in goal Munoz and Mitchell playing as wing backs Anderson Richards and Ward as centre-backs Lerma and Wharton central midfield and then Edouard Mateta and Ayu up front in terms of a score prediction my heart's saying 1-0 to Palace but I think there's a high chance of a 1-0 to Burnley but either way I'm not expecting a particularly high standard of football 
um, a tough season, although they've kept, they've had enough wins to kind of keep away from it, haven't they, in terms of uh, their position in the table. But it's not unsurmountable that uh, Burnley can can catch them. Um, it's it's something we're probably going to have to do, and we have to beat the teams around us. So it's a, a prime opportunity um, to get three points. Um, but every game's tough in the Premier League. We know, uh, well, wins have been hard to come by at home, very hard to come by at home. We've had uh, more success away from home. Um, but it's just not been good enough in terms of results. We need to get some results on the board um, to give ourselves a fighting chance because there's a lot of talk out there in terms of Nottingham Forest potentially getting a, a points re- uh, deduction. Uh, we've not heard that yet, um, but it seems to be sort of baked in, I think, from uh, a lot of the, the press saying that that's going to happen. We're expecting the uh, result of Everton's appeal coming up, if not this week, then we reckon probably next week by the end of the month to confirm what's happening there. Plus the situation with Everton's um, potential points deduction again for the season after in, in terms of they've had one uh, points deduction, it could hit them again. Um, so it'd be nice to know where we stand from that point of view. But until we do, we've got to kind of keep playing on with that in our back of our minds to say, well, you know, it's you can, you can only do what you can do on the pitch, but other situations might contribute to to helping that that out, but we, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I agree. I think any other season, if you have this points tally um, from this many games, um, you, you're already yeah, doomed. Um, but with, with those situations coming up, um, you've still got to say there is a fighting chance if there's any fight left in us. Uh, it didn't look yeah. like the were last week, but um, if it, Palace have got injuries as well. They've they've got a lot of key players out. You don't like obviously you say the new manager bounce, but I don't really know much about this guy. And and like I say, with the key players missing, even if you try and change too much, is that um, is that going to be of detriment to them? So there is still hope. Um, I think we definitely need to get a win this weekend. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too um too disheartened that we can't, to be honest. Um have you got any thoughts on the team news? You'd think there'd have to be changes. Obviously, Ramsey's uh, got a bad injury now. Um, are there any other other changes that you'd make? We've probably got limited options up top with with Foster injured, but um is there anyone you'd like to see come into the side? Uh well, I guess there's the possibility, isn't there, of uh, Charlie Taylor starting the match. Um, see what happens there. As you say, um, Lyle Foster isn't going to be available. Uh, Bayer, we suspect, isn't going to be... Um, it, we, we think he's working his way back. We don't think he's going to be available, I don't think, for, for Saturday. So it might be... Well, as you say, certainly one one change. Ramsey will be um, replaced. Who's he going to put in? Maybe um, Johan Berg-Gubmanson's going to come back in there just for a bit of stability, perhaps. Um I don't know. It's it's it, it's not got too many options. I don't think to make too many changes. I think it may well be one, maybe two changes, and that will be it. We, like, we were critical early in the season, weren't we? That there was maybe four or five changes every game, and we couldn't get a settled side. And um, prior to Arsenal, we had looked more promising, even though we hadn't got the results in some very tough games, particularly the Liverpool game. We'd we'd done. Mm pretty well in that game and it, it turned on you know one one chance we could have had um uh, to equalize again and then you know they they went down and scored and it's it's a different game isn't it but 
Um, it, it's tough. I mean, Luton saw that in midweek, didn't they? They took the lead at Anfield, and uh, and then you know they've shipped four goals. So it's uh, it's very easy for that to happen. Yeah, it's it's easy to forget that as well. I'm probably blinded by uh, last Saturday, but yeah, you are right. We were well in the game um, away at Liverpool, um, and I don't think we it wasn't wave after wave like it was when when I watched them against Luton last night. Um, so yeah, you've got to consider that. Hopefully, Arsenal is the anomaly performance wise, and we can we can pick up from them last last 10, 15 minutes against Fulham and then the performance at Liverpool. Um any yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. any predict any predictions? Um you hope we're gonna try and get a positive result. Um to predict a Burnley away win is is perhaps uh gonna be very optimistic. Um I I I think it might be a draw, but I think Burnley have a, a, a chance of getting a win. Um, and we, we've got to go for it. We've got we've got to go for it on uh, on Saturday. Play positive football and hopefully get the sort of performance we had against Liverpool and and to get a positive result against a team that's uh, not as good as Liverpool um, and not do what we did last week. Because if we have the sort of performance we had last week, then you know we, we we're not going to get anything out of the game, are we? Basically, no, no, that's right. Um, I'm going to go for a two-one win just uh, just to try and lift my own spirits if anything, nothing else. Um, next up, bit of fun. Um, the uh, fans' favourite feature, the famous fans. Um, so, who have we got for Palace, and um, and have we had any scores submitted from our No Name Ever panelists? Uh, we did. Yes, we had some scores coming through. Which I'll, I'll go through the names first, then give a yeah. bit of a summary of the scores. Then you and I'll maybe try and get to a compromise. What we think on the uh, on the overall score. Uh, the six uh, famous fans, actually the the seven, because the bonus one in there. Uh, starting off with veteran actor Bill Nighy. Uh, he's age seventy four, was born in Surrey, and he's known for a variety of roles on stage, television, and film, winning two Baftas, one Golden Globe, and countless more award nominations over the years. As well as being a long time supporter of Crystal Palace, he's also a patron of the Crystal Palace Children's Charity. Uh, Timothy Spall is another actor. Uh, now aged 66, who came to prominence in the 1980s in the role of Barry Taylor in the ITV comedy drama Alfida's Aim Pet. Uh, he had a long and successful career in TV and film, uh, including as Brian Clough's assistant Peter Taylor in The Damned United. Uh, having been born in Battersea, which is quite close to Crystal Palace, Chelsea and Fulham, uh, he started out as a Chelsea fan in his childhood, was eventually converted to Palace by his dad and has been a vocal follower of the Eagles ever since. Uh, apologies for this week's list being very actor-heavy, but next up we've got two for the price of one again, uh, with a couple of actors who starred in the TV comedy series The Inbetweeners from 2008 to 2010, as well as two spin-off films. Uh, James Buckley played Jay Cartwright, and Simon Bird portrayed Will McKenzie, and it was the latter who uttered a much-quoted line regarding his like for football but his dislike for Burnley after hearing the chance of a group of Clarets fans on a coach in Greece during the first Inbetweeners movie. Uh, 62-year-old Eddie Izzard is a comedian, actor, again, an activist, as well as raising money for comic relief by running 43 marathons in 51 days. Uh, a role as a full-time politician may be the next aim, although a couple of attempts to become a Labour Party candidate 
for the next general election have so far proved unsuccessful. Uh, a lifelong love for Crystal Palace was formalised with an appointment as an associate director at Sellers Park back in 2012. Uh, we can move away from the acting world for our final two names. Uh, our penultimate famous fan is another regular in South London, the former Radio 1 DJ David Kidd Jensen. However, despite his long-term nickname, the kid is now 73 years old. Uh, in terms of his palace credentials, he's the chairman of the Vice President's Club at Sellers Park and also acted as an ambassador for the consortium which purchased the club from administrators in 2010. Uh, finally, 63-year-old Kevin Day is a stand-up comedian and writer who also co-presents the Price of Football podcast with football finance guru and Brighton fan Kira Maguire. Uh, they helped to keep alive the rivalry between the clubs, which we must never, ever refer to as the A23 or M23 derby, as the Palace fans really don't like it. <laughs> Very good. Um, and how did our uh, how did our panellists score, those, uh, those celebrities? I think we had a mix. I think we had quite a few solid eights in there, and uh, I think a seven as well. Um, I'd be angling more towards a seven, more because I'm... I don't tend to look at them in isolation. I tend to think back on the other lists we've had. I think this is perhaps not quite up to the scratch of some of the ones we've given eight before. So, so my view would be a, a seven if I was uh, if I was to choose. Well, um, I was the one seven in that bunch of uh, bunch of scores. So um, I'm quite happy with us uh, adjudicating and bringing it bringing it down to a seven. Uh, the reason I did was more to do with the the variety in there. So yeah. quite actor heavy, um, and a couple of them before my time. I think Bill Nye Nye has been seventy four for the last twenty years in my head. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think sevens sevens a fair reflection. Yeah, fair enough. Any any other features from you, Dave, or are we on to the um, the FPL? Just on to the FPL. If you want to give us our uh, FPL update. Uh, yeah, I've not not got a full update because we still uh, we did we did that last week with uh, with Natalie and um, and uh, Claret FPL. Uh, so there's there's no Friday or Saturday lunchtime kickoff this weekend. Um, so you have a li little bit longer to tinker with your fantasy Premier League team ahead of game week twenty six. This means that the deadline for transfers, team changes, and chips will be one thirty pm on Saturday afternoon, ninety minutes before the four matches, which kick off at three pm including Burnley's game at Sellers Park. We wish all of the managers who are taking part this season, especially those of you in the No Near Never League, the best of luck in navigating the next few tricky game weeks, which includes plenty of blanks and doubles. <laughs> May your arrows be green this time next week. So, yeah, as, as uh, briefly mentioned there, we've got uh, four teams not playing this weekend. So Chelsea, Spurs, Liverpool and Luton. Uh, because of the Carabao Cup final between Chelsea and Liverpool. Um, I'm sure a few managers will be opening the teams up and wondering where all the fixtures are, but um, there are a few things that can help you with that, like the free hit chip, but um, you're probably going to need that further down the line if uh, if you can help uh, save it. Um, we will do another podcast in the next couple of weeks to go through uh, chip strategies once we get all the, um, the FA Cup results, so the the rest of the season's fixtures will become become a bit clearer after that. Um, are you missing it this year, Dave? What's that? The fantasy Premier League? Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm missing I'm missing yours and Natalie's banter. She's actually doing all right this year, you know. 
I, I just took a little bit of a break for it because it, it can get a little bit intense. So maybe I'm sort of uh, reserving myself for, for, for next season. Well, there's not been as many heart overhead decisions this year as normal. Um, I'm normally tempted to put quite a lot of Burnley players in, but that's that's not really happened as much this season. Um, that's one positive. Um, any any community news or any other business from you? Uh, no, I think we do that quite a bit for the the home matches. There's quite a bit more on, but not so much for the away matches. Just to say good luck and uh, safe travels to all the Burnley fans going down to uh, Sellers Park on uh, on Saturday. Hopefully, the team can get a positive result. We have had some good uh, good matches down there in the past. And hopefully this Saturday is, is uh, going to be one to add to the list. Very good. I think that's uh, that's a nice way to finish. Uh, the guys will be back early next week with uh, with the analysis show, hopefully analysing um, our first win in a while um, and on our march to survival. But in the meantime, I hope you all have a great weekend and see you all next week. Up the Clarets. The Known and Ever podcast is brought to you in association with the TalkSport Fan Network. Our host and editor is Natalie Bromley and the show is produced by Matt Moss. Our resident statistician is Dave Roberts and our FPL expert is Adam Dennett. The analysis show team is collectively Tom Whitaker, Rich Steele, George Poole, Charlotte Rigby and Adam Dennett. Our music is provided by George Gaskell and our newsletter team is headed up by Jamie Smith. If you don't already, you can subscribe to our newsletter by visiting nonenever.substack.com. Thanks as ever go to our partners, TalkSport. We are proud to be associated with the TalkSport Fan Network. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.